is an 89X production. Take Two, a movie podcast with Adam Hoffman and Zach Lucan. Where you get the thoughts and opinions from two dudes who just like movies. And here we go. What's going on, everybody? We are back with Take Two, a movie podcast. I'm Adam Hoffman. Alongside me, as always, is Zach Lucan. Hello. And Kenzie, the girl in the chair. Olo. Olo. And today, we have a list. Our top five movie antagonists. Favorite. Our favorite. So, movie antagonists, really, I mean, a villain is kind of how I put it. Pretty the, much. The, the bad mm-hmm. guy of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, with every hero, yeah. becomes a villain. Yeah. Some would say the greatest movies are just because they have the greatest villains. Understandable. I, I mean, I could... Honestly, I, could I mean, agree with you that. don't have a good protagonist without a great antagonist. Exactly. I feel like that's I what do. I focused on a lot was yeah. like the relationship that the that my antagonists have with their protagonist. Sometimes, you know, once the antagonist is is so good mm-hmm. that you almost want to relate to them. It's like, oh yeah. wow, this, yes! kind of, this is kind of scary. Oh, when you relate to an antagonist, that's when it hits. Yeah. That's when you're just like, am I messed up? <laughs> am I okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about our favorites, and our favorites antagonists, our favorite villains in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam, I got to ask you, what did you base your criteria off of in this episode? Really, just my if uh, usually I think for all of my people on my list, they are my favorite character in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. mean, and all of my movies I think are very good movies. So they're. The villain, they're the ones that drive the story, the conflict in the story, and I think I have a pretty good list today. All right. Um, yeah, I pretty much based mine pretty much the same way. Uh, the villains that stole the show. Mm-hmm. They are probably the best part of the movie, um, and the ones that you just you hated. You just it was yep. it, you loved to root, you loved to boo them, mm-hmm. you know. Or uh, in another word, like or you wanted them. To be right in the end, or something like that. So, like along those a lines, lot, yeah. some of mine too. I'm just where like, you were dang, emotionally... I wanted them to be. I wanted them to come out on top, but yeah. it's like, obviously they're not going to. Yeah, I, I was emotionally invested in them. Mm-hmm. So, Kenzie, uh, how'd you base off your criteria? Um, I based mine off the same way you guys did. Only I kind of focused on the relationship aspect, like I said earlier, mm. because you know, like obviously, a great protagonist has a great antagonist. I feel like you cannot have one without the other, and their relationship is what I focused on. And if the antagonist, I mean, one of the things about being an antagonist is that you, whatever the protagonist is going after, you're working against that. And so that was one of the things that I looked at. Like if those characters were actively working against their counterpart. Okay. Um, before we get started, do you guys have any, uh, honorable mentions? I I do do not. You do. Okay. Um, Let's hear it. The Joker. Uh, for uh, which form of the Joker, or really um, any of the Jokers? Any, okay. I don't don't have any of them on my list. Honest, Just I, didn't quite make it. Like obviously, he's probably my he's my favorite character of all time. Which I mean, it's kind of weird that he's not on my list. But I just like I wanted not to go with the obvious one. I'll get to that in just a second. Yeah, yeah. I know that one of yours honorable mentions is actually on my list, but yeah, um, yeah. So Adam kind of mentioned there he doesn't want to give you uh, something that's you know you're you're just you know um, something. That I will just say right now, my favorite two are is of course 
Thanos and Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Those That's my number one and my number two. However, I'm going to keep that off the list. I want to keep it exciting. So I'm mm-hmm. giving you my seven through three, basically. <laughs> I know, a little lackluster. Yeah. But I want to keep you on your feet, you know? Um, keep things interesting. Keep ex- it spicy. Exactly. You know? Yeah, Thanos is also honorable mention for me. I, It's just Thanos was by far the best villain Marvel has had. He's probably one of the better villains that in superhero movie in period. movies he's uh, also one of those antagonists that you can relate to exactly yeah it's kind of scary. It's like well he's got a good point there yeah, i mean he's he's got he's made some points All right. some... i think it's funny that <laughs> thanos is technically considered a disney villain it is it's yep. crazy that's like princess leia is like a disney a di- princess yeah she is yeah. uh all right so with that being said i think we should jump right into it let's talk about our top five favorite movie villains Adam, your number five. Number five is Silva from Skyfall, played by Javier Bardem. Ooh. Um, Ooh. This dude, to me, is just the smart villain. A lot of All of my villains are very smart and maniacal. So Silva is like, he's the ultimate puppet master, and he's the perfect, uh, the perfect counter to James Bond. And I think this is probably the best... This or Casino Royale is probably the best uh, Daniel Craig Bond. Uh, movie and I just Silva just oh my god he drives this movie so much and he's so creepy when he takes out the teeth and he's just oh, like oh, it's so good and Javier Bardem just kills that role. Skyfall is an amazing movie. Yes, one of my favorite. Skyfall movies. is probably one of I think it's probably my favorite of the Craig Bonds. So yeah, Javier Bardem as Silva. It's a very good choice. Uh, I, I believe that is that is one that it almost made my list, but. It wasn't something I didn't think he was the best part of the movie, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, that's a very yeah. solid choice and uh, very strong. So Kenzie, let's hear it. What's mm-hmm. your number five? I'm afraid we're gonna have some uh, uh, yeah. overlap. Overlap yeah. here. I'm, I'm very nervous, but hey, you know what? They deserve it if they're on the list. It's true. That I mean that means they're on top then if yep. we have overlap. All right, let's hear it. Your number five. My number five is Regina George from Mean Girls. Okay. Mean Girls is one of my favorite movies. It was one of my favorites growing up. Regina George is just the epitome of a mean girl. That bitch. Yeah. That bitch. And just throughout the entirety of Mean Girls, she is everything that like, you know when you're in like middle school and you hear about like cliques in high school and like mean people in high school, like she is what you are most afraid of. And she and Rachel McAdams portrays it so incredibly well. It, I mean, just from her bitchy little one-liners to her friends, like she obviously she has to be on top, so she knocks her friends down in the process. <laughs> I, oh god, it's Regina. also crazy to me that Rachel McAdams is like twenty-five in that movie. Te- yeah. like, technically, she's like twenty-five in real life, but she's yeah. playing a high schooler. That's crazy. I didn't even realize that was her until you yeah. just said yeah. something. I've never mm-hmm. seen Mean Girls, so she played um, Regina George in the same year that she played Allie in The Notebook. Really? Yeah. It's Good for her, right? Year. Turnover. Yeah. So I mean, just Regina George cracks my top five. She is everything that you are terrified of in high school. <laughs> like the girl that like is walking down the hallway and you like back up against your locker because you're like, oh shit, here they come. <laughs> okay. All right, Zach, you're number five. That's a, that's a solid number five. Thank like you. I said, never seen the movie. Uh, I got a fun fact for you though. Yeah. Uh, I just learned this the other day. Uh, while filming the Notebook, Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling like could Baby not stand each other. Yeah. 
I thought that was hilarious because I that, love I love Ryan Gosling. I think they have such great chemistry in that movie. I really do. It's very weird. It's very very weird. How is it weird? How is it like, weird? Just because they weird have how well they Oh, yeah. that yeah, they, that the behind the scenes they actually like hated each other. They, yeah, they would not want to work with each other. Yeah. Okay, uh, so my number five or my number seven uh, <laughs> comes from a Star Is Born, Res Gavron. Uh, oh, the epitome of an oh. a hole. My oh gosh. My. This man. Stop it. This man destroyed our hearts. Oh. This man let the floodgates. He killed Bradley Cooper. <laughs> like, he oh. killed Bradley Cooper. Spoiler, but yeah. He oh didn't my God, I physically do it, but he, he, he did. used he, his words. He put the nail in the coffin, per se. And Oh, bastard. my yeah. God. So, basically, throughout the movie, you kind of meet him. It's like, oh, he's not, he doesn't seem that bad, but, you know, you kind of get this weird, like, slimy sleazeball vibe mm-hmm. from him. You're like, okay, he seems kind of like a, you know, a doucher. And, uh, yeah, the, um, y- you know, he's, he's Lady Gaga's agent, and Bradley Cooper's character is having trouble with his Stop. alcoholism. And basically, Bradley Cooper starts to go over the edge, and he starts to recover. Mm-hmm. And he does this scene where he basically really embarrasses Lady Gaga in front of the whole world. On the Grammys, right? It was the Grammys, yeah. yes. And Rez, um, af- while Bradley Cooper's recovering, basically mm-hmm. tells Bradley Cooper, he's like, you are the worst, you are pathetic, mm-hmm. and Allie you are, are ruining her yeah. career. Yeah, doesn't he say, her. like, she's, yeah, he's holding her back. Yeah, you're yeah. holding her back. Oh, my God. And you are oh. going to be the reason that she doesn't make it big. And that my gosh. That hurts so much. Ah. Son of a gun. Yeah, this man uh, basically uses his words to put Bradley Cooper over the edge because Bradley Cooper's in love with Lady Gaga. And, spoiler alert, Bradley Cooper kills himself. And I... Honestly, one of the saddest scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, my gosh. I've told the story before on the podcast, but I I went with my buddy Ethan. Mm -hmm. We sat in there. Just two of us. We didn't know what to expect. And we started crying. We were like, what the... Like, what is happening? Like, it sucks. He sucks. But... I hate him so much. Mm-hmm. He's such a good villain. Yeah. That he had to make my list. Yeah. Definitely. Um, very, very good. Uh, his real name is Rafi, uh, Rafi Gavron. Uh, haven't seen him in a whole lot, but but my goodness. That I probably hate him. my guy? Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. So wow. congratulations, Rez. You made my top seven. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, you're number four, Adam. My number four is a villain, the rare villain that actually wins at the end of the movie. Ooh. And that is John Doe from the movie Seven. Oh, Ooh. good one. Uh, played by Kevin Spacey, which, eh, not going to talk about him. Um, <laughs> anywho, John Doe, he, if you don't know the movie, he basically he's murdering these people and he's using it as the seven deadly sins. And it is, which is such an interesting concept. Scary. I mean, yeah. it is terrifying. Like, especially the dude that's uh, starving, and they have like the, he's like tied to the bed, and oh my god, it's the just, gluttony the, one is gross. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they yeah. really force feeding that guy. Oh he god. Died. <laughs> and then the 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 lust. Yeah, yeah that scene. Not even talking about that um, one. We're not gonna talk about that. But yeah, he wins. In the end, yeah. It was spoiler. What's he, in the box? Yeah, he kills uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, which <laughs> um, yes, yes. Yeah, he has her head in the box. So spoiler. yeah, John Doe. <laughs> really, Kevin Spacey has a couple of villains where he just like steals the show. He's like even a, in Baby Driver, he's kind of a villain. He's oh, a yeah, really good villain in the really movies good. and a good villain in real life. Yeah, Fair. he just has yeah. that like in that movie especially. He just has that creepy voice because he's all monotone yep. and 
God, it's because like you look at him and hear him talk, and you're like, "There's no way that dude can do that." Uh-huh. And then it's just like, "Damn, dude's crazy." He's dude. just he's <laughs> just like the ultimate puppet master. Oh yeah, yeah. big yeah. time puppet master. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a solid one. He is smart, and I think that ending is a top tier ending. One yeah. of my favorite yes. uh, movie plot twists of all I time. I think yep. it works. I think it worked perfectly because he wins in the end. Like he doesn't. Win per se because he gets uh, shot I would in say the he head. Wins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wins though. I mean, he, he I mean, got he, he got Brad Pitt cool. to shoot him. So yeah. I mean, like it's still. It's just, I mean, God. he takes away the one thing Brad Pitt Dang, loves in life. So and, good. Like, oh, it's a top oh. two. Movie. Yeah, messed up movie, but I love Super it. Super messed up, but wonderful. Yeah, movie uh, amazing. Yeah. So Kenzie, your number four. My number four is Mother Gothel from Tangled. Ooh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. She's such she, an old bitch. <laughs> she is one of my favorite Disney villains. Um, I mean, not that I like her, but obviously just because she is a great villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, first off, she kidnapped Rapunzel and locked her in a tower. That automatically sets you off as not a great person. You're kidnapping a baby. And then, for most up. of Rapunzel's life, she exploits her daughter. Quote, quotes around daughter there, because Mother Gothel. She exploits her daughter from her magical powers and makes her young. Oh, my. I can't even imagine. Don't like, use your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> She's the rare villain that got uh, got taken down by a haircut. That's true. That's fair. And she also, every time Rapunzel talked about wanting to leave the tower, she would guilt her back into staying and staying with her mom and not wanting to disappoint her mom. And then, obviously, she has one of the best Disney musical numbers. Mother's no mother knows best. It's a, it's very well written. I I mean, it, it's her whole character in a song, and it's amazing. And Mother Gothel is my number four for that. That's a solid choice. Thank solid you. Choice. Unorthodox. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Zach, your number four. My number four is Hans Landa. Oh, from good one. Glorious bastards. Ooh. Uh. I really, I could talk about this movie all day. I mm-hmm. could talk about him all day. Uh, basically, he's a Nazi, which is just scum of the earth. I mean, that's, that's fair. He is yeah. a Nazi. Yeah. Um, played by the always amazing Christoph Waltz. Incredible. Incredible. I, oh, Imp- he's impeccable. Indubitably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, uh, I would say, is his best role. Yeah. I would say is definitely his best role. Yeah. You could argue this or Django. I gotta give it to this. Mm-hmm. He's he's. Um, uh, you could argue that he's like. I don't know. That's a tough one, but I I would agree with you that he's better in this movie than Django. Yeah. And it's, he's he's, so a, he's more the focus of this movie. He's better um, as a bad guy. He oh yeah, way better as a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he literally just plays Nazi scum, and he throughout the movie wins. Mm-hmm. He he keeps winning until yeah. like the last two minutes, um, which is, uh, you know, crazy. Uh, there's a scene with him and an actress, uh, where basically he wants to know if the shoe fits and I'm not going to spoil it, but it fits uh, and it gets very messed up and it's <laughs> so good. It's so good. If you have not seen this movie, it's on Netflix right now. You should it's go great. watch it. It's a great uh, movie. It's, it is slow, but I mean the opening scene, he's great in the opening scene. Mm-hmm. That is super intense. Uh, one of probably my favorite opening scenes ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could talk about him all day. He's a Nazi scum who is clever, 
He is violent. He's got smarts. He's got the grit. He's got it all. And uh, everything you'd want in a villain. Yeah, and, and it's played by an amazingly talented actor. Definitely. The uh, scene where he's—I won't like spoil who it is—but he's choking someone. Yeah. That's actually Quentin Tarantino, choking the person, and he's really? actually choking someone. Oh. <laughs> oh, messed up. Yeah. Oh, messed up. Did not know that. Yeah. The more you know, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so he had to make my list. One of my favorite movies. One of my favorite villains. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. I- I got a little nervous there, Zach. I thought you were going to take my number three. He's also a Hans, and that's Hans Gruber. Yep. From yep. Die Hard. Uh, I was waiting for him to uh, pop yeah. up. Is he on your list, Zach? Yeah, he's my number one. You, you bastard. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about him now. It's fine. Okay. I got more. Hans uh, Gruber. It just, Alan Rickman is fantastic. Alan he's, Rickman he's is a fantastic it's kind of weird, like, thinking actor. of like all the people that Alan Rickman has played. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like that mm-hmm. dude Snape too. He's like played <laughs> some of the greatest villains. Yeah, ever. Um, you could even say Snape is a fantastic antagonist. Yeah. Oh yeah, like Through, throughout it, most of the series, uh, yeah. he was the antagonist. Like, yes. he, like reveals to be a hero at the end. Which, yeah. yeah, I mean, I kind of I dig it. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it just to me, Hans Gruber, he is. He was one of a kind. <laughs> he was one of a kind yes. in the 80s. That whole movie is one of a kind. It's true. Um, that's, that's why Die Hard is the best action movie of all time. I, I, it's, I it's because so. of Alan Rickman and Hans Gruber. His very slow and methodical Yippee way of talking. He's so calculated. Yes. Yeah. That's what I think what made him so yeah. different, what made him so good. He's mm-hmm. such a great villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was smart, he had, but he was... But like we said, he was slow and methodical, but he had charisma. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh my goodness, yeah. this guy was awesome. I, I don't want to say this was his first movie, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's one of Definitely his... the one that got him on the map. This but... is the big one, yeah. Um, But um, no, the scene that gets me every time I watch it, and I'm just like, damn, you're good, is when he's like wandering around with the gun, oh, and yeah. he runs into Bruce Willis, and he's like... I don't know where I'm at. And he like has like a perfect he American goes from a accent. German accent to an American. Yeah, accent. and it's like, oh my god! And then like he says like the dude's name, and you can see it right behind him. Yep. I was like, dude, you are so smart. It's not even funny. Yeah. It's amazing how quick he can think on his yeah. feet. I mean, to be a to be a bad guy, you like you have to. Yeah. Because especially feel, in a situation like that yeah. where it's life or death right there on mm-hmm. the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken, did you find anything on that? Or? I feel like that was definitely his first. I, I think big movie. so, if I remember correctly, because he, he was a Broadway actor, mm-hmm. and then they brought some. Saw him as like, hey, we need to bring in this guy. He um, was just on TV movies before that, but this was his first like big, blockbuster. Yeah, and what a way to make a debut, right? I mean, oh my gosh, coming out, killing it, killing yeah. the game. It, it kind of makes me mad too, because like people only think of him as Snape. Like yeah. especially like people our age, like but the hardcores know they only know him as Snape. I'm like, dude, he's way better in Die Hard than he is in Harry Potter. Yeah, like he's great. He is great. Yeah, Harry don't get me wrong, he's great. And Snape, he's is great in almost cool everything he but... does. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we lost him. Uh, you know, yeah. we, well, we lost a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. that was Four incredibly years. sad. Oh, I it was only like a year and a half, two oh, years ago. I may, it may have been. Uh, it remember. was a little bit ago, but basically. Uh, 2016. 2016, yeah. Four. So, uh, I mean, that was a rough day when. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because it was, you know, a lot of we grew up on him as Snape, Mm -hmm. but then you watch, you know, Mm -hmm. Die Hard. It's like, wow, he was just awesome. Mm -hmm. He's way better in that movie. It's just like, oh, he's such a good. To me, yeah, we kind of mentioned, you know, I mentioned Thanos and Voldemort. He's my number three. Uh, Hans Gruber is just, he's incredible. Mm -hmm. He is incredible. I, I will always stick up for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the story behind the him falling to his death 
<laughs> that is an amazing part. I don't know if you guys know this. So they had him like on, of course it was like it was blue screen and green screen, whatever. But they had him hanging from a cliff and they had like a, like a cord tied to him. Mm-hmm. And they said, we're going to count down. And they were going to do a you know, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> they did five, four, and then hit the lap. <gasps> That's his legit reaction oh my, to no falling way. down. That's awesome. To like a pad. Oh. It shows too. I yeah, mean, it really... I saw a documentary on that. It's incredible. So yeah, that's his legit reaction to Dang. falling down. And it's like, wow, that is amazing. This, this is why I have trust issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Hans Gruber, he's my number one. He's your number three. Yeah. Solid, solid, solid choice. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I'll put that as my number three for now. Back yeah. it up a little bit. But yeah, solid, solid choice. Uh, Kenzie, what is your number three? Hopefully there's no crossover here. There might be. Um, my number three, Hannibal Lecter. Ooh, from didn't Silence, make my list. From Silence of That's the Lambs. Yeah. Um, he was I mean, there for a while, but yeah. I like him. I mean, one of the things that obviously, like I talked about in the earlier in the episode, was their relationship. His, Dr. Lecter's relationship with Clarice throughout the entire movie, It, I loved it. Like, obviously, Dr. Lecter... Like, he would never give Clarice something without getting something for himself. Yeah. And that was, that was just so smart. Like, he's a psychiatrist, so he's incredibly intelligent. And just the way he manipulates people and is just always thinking about the next step before people are already even on his step that he's on right now. Um, the mind games that he plays mm-hmm. with people. Ooh. One of the most terrifying villains, I yes. think, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh, really, and Buffalo Bill, too, should be on oh. there, too. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that is, like, one of the Stop most it. uncomfortable scenes. <laughs> I love that yes. scene. Oh, but. We should use that as promotional material. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, we were talking about recreating scenes. You are like, I call that scene. I was like, I'm not doing that scene. And I think, also, the way he murders people like, like, because you see him and he, it's talked about that he is one of the, like, most significant, like, serial killers, murderers out there. He's incredibly terrifying. But we don't see him. Oh, sorry. Just burped. It's, <laughs> it's a Dorito burp. <laughs> but we don't see him murder someone until, like, halfway, almost three quarters of the length, like, way through the movie. Oh, when he murders those two guards. And he puts his face on. Yep. And he bites the nose off. So good. And then he and then he rips the face off the guy so he can pretend that he's him and then gets a gets out and escapes. So smart. Top quality stuff. Right yes. There. Here's a fun fact for you, Zach. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, he, I'm pretty sure he holds the record for shortest appearance in a movie for an Oscar. He I think won so, yeah. Best Supporting Actor, and he was in that movie for 22 is that, minutes. Is that a legit fact? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah it's a fact. He's in yeah. the movie for 22 minutes. Because I, uh, wow. Because I know, like, I think Jack Nicholson was, like, nominated for something, and he was only in it for, like, a little bit. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure to hold me on that, but I remember yeah. hearing that. I was like, well, that's kind of cool. I remember but that. I that's remember that's that fact, actually, yeah. that's that just. 22 minutes, and he won an Oscar. That's, like, how, that's how good he was in that mm-hmm. movie. That's how good he is in general. Yeah. Man, the man, every time you see his name attached to something, you're like, oh, oh okay. top quality. I'll All watch right. this. And then yeah. I love the how he gets his revenge on that dude in the end, and he's like, I'm having an old friend for dinner. Oh. <laughs> and like the way that, it's, that he phrases it. The little play like, on words there. Yeah. It's you nice. Think he's like, yeah, but he's a cannibal. And he, yeah. <laughs> it's actually, all right. You know, bad stuff. You know. Cannibal. However yeah. you want to live your life, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> we do not support cannibalism on this uh, show. No, sorry. To... We do not. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's the top. 
top type top top <laughs> choice. Yeah. <laughs> oh my uh, Zach, you're number three. That two. Was, it was Hans Gruber. Two. So we'll, we'll we'll go to Adam for Shoot, his number two. Shoot, I don't two. even know. Okay, my number two is. Star Wars is pretty much the whole rogues gallery for uh, the original trilogy. I just went original trilogy. You could Oof. throw in, you know, Darth Maul and Dooku and... A little bit of a cheat, but Kylo, okay. I'll take I guess, it. but I'm really focusing on Palp, Palpatine, Vader, and then uh, Tarkin. Um, those three, I mean, you don't see Palpatine until the second movie. And then I also want to throw Boba Fett in there because he's my favorite, personally. But he talks like once in the movie and then gets taken out the easiest way possible. So we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but no, really Palpatine, I think you could argue that Palpatine is the best character in Star Wars in the whole universe. Mm. Because mm-hmm. he has his hands in literally everything that happens. Got his and, sticky little um, hands in each I pot. mean, Vader follows Palpatine's order. Really, Vader follows Tarkin's order as well. Tarkin, I wish they would have had more movies with him. I think... Uh, Having him in only the first one is kind of wasteful. But them and then also Jabba the Hutt, I think, is thrown in there as well. So I know I'm kind of cheating with the whole Rose Gallery for Star Wars, but those are the ones that I think of, and I think they need to be mentioned on the favorite movie antagonists. Mm. Yes. Good one. Solid, man. All right, Kenzie, you're number two. Just want to say I look up to this woman. Oh, no. Not really. Um, I, was like, I was like, that's not good. <laughs> Amy Dunn from Gone Girl. Oh, oh, ooh, ooh, that's that's PTSD, bro. That cold, Woo, I love her. That cold-hearted bitch. I love everything about how Rosamund Pike played this character. I know I've mentioned it on here before, but I read the book first before I saw the movie because I, I mean, it came out before the movie, yeah. and um, I. Loved everything about Amy in the book and the way Rosamund Pike brought her to life. I'm literally obsessed. Like, it's incredible. Terrifying. Amy Dunn is absolutely terrifying. Amazing Amy. <laughs> like, Son of a gun. First off, she starts off with a pretty, like, messed up childhood. Like, her parents exploited her. Had two exploited yeah. children on the sh- list. Wow, didn't realize that. <laughs> so her parents used her basically to get money. And then, I mean, that kind of messes up a kid. <laughs> and then, like she says, like she she was the cool girl for Nick. She was what Nick wanted her to be. And then when she realized Nick was having an affair, she freaking snapped. His name is Nick, right? Yeah, I think so. Right? I think so. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's character. Uh, I'm looking it up. It's already too late. Um, Just the mental... And the physical games she plays with her husband throughout the entire movie. I mean, you don't even know she's alive until halfway through. Yeah. And when I love watching that people, I love watching the movie with people that have not seen the movie, because when you realize she's alive, people like flip their shit. They're like, "No way!" Yeah, that, that halfway mark, that that plot twist in the middle, yeah, is insane. Mm-hmm. It's, and like it's crazy. the detailed planning that she goes through to make sure her plan works to make her husband's life absolutely miserable is impeccable. Like the detailed. And then on top on the cherry on top of this crazy <laughs> woman, she murders her ex-boyfriend. 
To get back into the picture. Yes. Yeah. She mur- to make her plan <sighs> stick as solid as it can be, she murders her ex-boyfriend, Desi, in cold blood. And it, oh my goodness, Amy Dunn. She devil. She, she's amazing. Amazing Amy. <laughs> <laughs> that she, honestly, she probably should have been my number one. Uh, that's, but, you could have made a really good argument yeah. for her being your number one. But uh, definitely she great. is I mean, honestly, she's right there at my number one. She she could take that spot any day. All right, Zach, your number two. two. My number two uh, is an overarching villain uh, through a long series of films. That is Voldemort. Uh, Good one. I, I think top quality overall. Uh, Ralph Fiennes is just amazing. He's so good. Yes. Um, Everything he's in from Schindler. You could make an argument saying him and Schindler's mm-hmm. list. Yeah, I saw just, him on a bunch of lists for yeah, worst villains. Yeah, I mean, so good. Um, but to me, I got to give it to him on this one. Yes. Um, basically, you know Voldemort. Mm-hmm. He is iconic. Mm-hmm. He is up there with the likes of Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Thanos. Yeah. Um, you know, he he's is incredibly iconic. He is one of the most recognizable villains ever. And there's a reason for that. It's because he is just, he's evil. Mm-hmm. He kills, you know, the main protagonist's parents. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's a, always a burden. He's, you know. He's looming. Destroying the, yes, he mm-hmm. is the overarching villain that he's always there. You you can't even say his name. Mm-hmm. You know. He who shall not be named. Yeah. He is evil yeah. in the Harry Potter universe. He is evil. Um, I think he was awesome in everything he's been in. Because mm-hmm. uh, the first four or first three movies, he is not really in. Mm-hmm. He actually debuts in the fourth film, which is... Is that my favorite, the Goblet of Fire? That is Goblet of Fire, yeah, yeah which is my favorite as well. Yep. Um, that is where he debuts at the end. He kills Robert Pattinson. I mean, oh. like, yeah. He's no. so good. Um, I think it's... Deathly Hallows Part One. That is like not very good. It's like pretty a little boring. slower. A little he's slower. like the only part of that movie that like keeps people interested the whole time. Yeah, Part he, One's definitely that the end, slower. The end. He finds the the wand. Like he finds uh, Dumbledore. Yes, Dumbledore. He, he robs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He has yeah. the the real powerful wand. Yes. So basically, this movie or uh, the series of movies are great. However, you need Voldemort. He is the reason mm-hmm. that series is a thing. Yeah. You could get rid of Thanos in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. and you still have the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You could change it up slightly. You could not change it up in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. He is the reason we're here. Yeah. And I think that is why he's my number two. He could You could even make an argument for being the best. I would mm-hmm. be okay with anybody who said that. Yeah. But yes, he is my number two. So uh, let's go to our number ones. Uh, before we go to our number ones, <laughs> let's roll. make a, a quick shout-out to... Uh, the people who help us with this. Oh, yeah. That's 89X. Yeah. That's LCTV. Uh, and that's Anchor. Without any of them, we would not be here today. Shout out. Uh, we wouldn't be able to use this equipment. We wouldn't be able to publish our episode every single week for free. Um, so, yeah. Thank you to all of them for continuously helping us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe this is episode 52, 53. 53, I think. So, yeah. We're, we're getting up there. We've got lots of Look episodes. Look at us go. Look at us go. You who can follow us on Facebook and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And subscribe to us on YouTube at Take Two, a movie podcast. So, with that being said, let's jump right into it. Adam, your favorite movie antagonist. The Bale, Patrick Bateman. 
American oh, Psycho. Good one. Um, this is one of yes. my favorite movies of all time. Let yeah. alone, honestly, he probably I could argue that he is the greatest movie character of all yeah. time. Yeah, you could definitely he make is an argument. Amazing, and I think really the the villain in this movie is his personal demons, mm-hmm. basically, because like he himself is like a good guy. Like he's there, but then like you could just tell that he has like a switch that just just messes him up and he has to take the medication and really just like his mind is his villain. And this is kind of weird because he's kind of the protagonist and antagonist in the movie, American Psycho, which I wanted him to win in the end anyway. But I mean, like it's just a personal thing because I, I really like the movie. But um, really just – and he's a smart guy too. That's That's another thing that really – drives him as a great villain like he is has it all planned out you know when he kills paul allen he goes he steals his key and he packs a bag for him and then leaves the voicemail on the messaging which doesn't really sound like him which is a little weird and he should have uh done a little better job on that but i think just him as a villain in general is just amazing because Mm -hmm. it's just that role is like i think that's christian bale's best performance no no doubt like i think like if anyone asks like what's the best christian bill movies it's definitely that i mean dark knight is up there definitely but um if you haven't seen american psycho i encourage you to watch it it's very weird i'll give you that it's very weird and it's kind of confusing but, but once you so get good. over that hump it's just like oh that movie's so good so, yeah top the bail. tier top the bail. tier choice i figured this was going to be on your list yeah yeah um figured it was only a matter of time patrick bateman all right, Kenzie, your number one. My number one. This man just wants to watch the world burn. Joker. Okay. This Heath is, Ledger's? Yes, Heath okay. Ledger's Joker specifically. <clears throat> um, this is the ultimate protagonist-antagonist relationship that you can have between two people. I mean, these characters... The Joker and Batman, they cannot survive without each other. They thrive off each other. I mean, what's, you know, you always say, like, what's Joker without Batman? What's Batman without Joker? And because you have this great hero that Batman is, you have this fantastic villain that Joker is. First off, the the energy and the vibe that Heath Ledger brought to joker amazing yeah i mean i don't like yeah Mm -hmm. he (laughs) joker is just so incredibly iconic and he will literally do anything to get what he wants and i mean i also i feel like i've said this a lot but like the games he plays Mm -hmm. like especially between um harvey dent and rachel that was rough. He has mind games. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he is one of the ones that just actively tries to work against Batman. Literally anything that Batman wants. He's like, nope, I'm not going to do that for you, my guy. I'm going to do whatever the hell you don't want me to do. <laughs> and <clears throat> the, uh, the prisoner scene on the boat. Oh, yeah. Top yes. Oh, my goodness. So Joker, as iconic as he is, and he is the best villain out there, the best antagonist. And that's not that's also props to Batman being a great protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's why he's my number one. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I definitely, I figured he was going to be on somebody's mm-hmm. list. I was going to be very surprised if he wasn't. Um, you got to give it to the man. Yeah. I mean, he, that role is still talked about to this day. Yes. It's still kind of the, you know, when people talk about the Joker, they talk about Heath Ledger. Yeah. So you got to give it to him. Mm-hmm. All right. My number one to end this. Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> my number one is Anton Chigurh from oh, No Country for Old Men. Movie yeah. that you guys have not seen. seen. It's also Javier Bardem, isn't it? It is. That's why when you mentioned him, I was like, yep, it comes around. He's a good villain. Good villain. One of the best. And I, to me, oh, man, he's so good. He's so good. Uh, he he was he was going to be my number uh, two originally. Um, but I, I, you know, you yeah, messed up my list. Ons. You messed up my list. But no, this man, uh, they did an actual study on movies uh, to find out who was the best whose movie villain portrayal was actually the closest to a real psychopath. Who was like mm-hmm. the, who was the psychopath? Yeah. And out of thousands of tests, mm-hmm. it came back Anton. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It, his villain is what a psychopath is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, we have to watch this movie. I'm not going to spoil it for you. All I'm going to say, slow, methodical, dangerous, terrifying. Ooh. Terrifying. This guy, so good. Um, yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't want to spoil this for you guys. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody out there. This movie is on Netflix right now. Uh, you guys have my DVD copy at your house. Do we? Uh, I believe so. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we need to watch this here soon. Yeah. Very, very good. He is number one. Mm-hmm. I, I will always stand up for that. He He's number one. Uh not really. Even though he was your list. number four. Oh, yeah, number four, <laughs> technically, yeah. But he's number one on this list now, my updated list. Um, no, he just slow, methodical, dangerous. Uh, you need him. That movie is nothing else without him. Mm-hmm. He is that movie. He, um, I believe he was nominated. I don't know if he won, but top tier. Mm-hmm. Top tier. Uh, this is what he's known for, Javier Bardem. Mm-hmm. This is his role. Uh, I don't think anybody else could have done it. So that is why I give it to Anton Sugar. So technically, Javier Bardem, is, is he villain. our best villain? Technically, yeah. Wow, good for him. Look at that. Look at, top, look top at him tier, go. Let's talk to your villain. <laughs> Going all the way. Doing the great things. He needs to be in more movies. He really does. Yeah, he does. I, I appreciate him as an actor. Yes. He's wonderful. All right. Well, there you <clears> have it, guys. That right there was our top five favorites. Movie antagonist. <laughs> make them um, wait for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of surprised Kylo Ren didn't make it on your list. I was expecting I a little bit of a shout out to our boy, Adam Driver. We love you. Well, I was expecting Adam to throw him into the Star Wars group, so I was waiting for that. Ooh. But then he didn't because... Is he an antagonist? Who knows? Because um, Kylo Ren carried that entire sequel trilogy on yeah, his back. Make an argument that, he, yeah. Yeah. I don't even think it's an argument. He's, I mean, <laughs> I he is argument. an excellent villain. He oh, is. Yeah. He's great. He's great. That scene with Han Solo. <laughs> Hot movie shit. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that was oh, our hey. list. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, do you guys have any final messages? Um, uh, Matthew Lillard. Reach out to <laughs> when us. Are you, when are you going to show, buddy? <laughs> Come on, now. Come on. I, I've tweeted at you. Yeah. Please? Hey. We've called you, but you still have an answer. <laughs> You up, my guy? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Adam, do you have anything? No. Uh, good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, with that being said, let's uh, 
Let's end this bad boy. All right, my name's Zach Luke, and I've been here with Adam Hoffman. I've been here with Kenzie, the girl in the chair. You're listening to Take Two Movie Podcast. Thank you, and goodbye, and good night.